Welcome everyone to the Dice Collectors Podcast. MB here. We have just wrapped up the first arc of the campaign, and so I wanted to take a few minutes to recap our adventures in the Trices so far and revisit some of our favorite moments. So here we go. Rua uh, is a half-elf, but incredibly tall for a half-elf. They're easily pushing like six feet, and they're all like lanky limbs, very like androgynous build, and they're dressed kind of what you'd expect of somebody who might be a sailor. You know, easy to move in clothes. They do have kind of a fun, you know, piratey looking jacket on. Their hair is blonde. It's cropped around their chin and it's soft waves. They're maybe like, maybe early mid twenties. So fairly young. Ron is a four foot three, very well built, slight beer belly mountain dwarf. He seems fairly young for a mountain dwarf. Granted, they live a very long time. Um, he's got a glorious, glorious white speckled beard, mustache, of course, and long wavy hair going down to about his mid-back. Omthi, very similarly to Rua, is wearing kind of like baggier clothes. She is a female aquatic half-elf. So she has kind of wavy and kind of dreadlock braided blue hair that kind of matches the rest of her teal skin. She also has bright, big kind of scaly gill ears and little bits of scales all over her. Uh, yeah, Rock, he's, he's kind of an older wood elf gentleman, uh, big, long gray beard, kind of just dressed in basic, kind of like really basic clothing, kind of muddy at the the bottoms, like he's just been traveling and he never really kind of cleans himself very often. So Nakzara is 4'11", very small drow. The drow features kind of peeking out from underneath a hooded poncho that is brown that kind of obscures most of the features, wisps of white hair kind of poking out from underneath and kind of a uh, pinkish, light pinkish eyes. She's wearing a kind of dark teal dress and you can see on her skin there are light blue and white and pink freckles that dot like all of her skin and she's not wearing any shoes and she has a black cat kind of like in her hood, kind of in her poncho that is kind of peeking out with a white dot on her chest. The party started off in Valoria, a town of entertainers, on the day of the new season's Spring Festival. While watching the performance, Rua was approached by a halfling woman and asked to investigate an apothecary for some faulty potion making. The rest of our party trailed her, some out of a desire to help, others out of curiosity. And that's where the chaos began. So... Do you want to go in through the front? Do you want to break in the back? That's probably illegal. We probably should go through the front, right? Isn't that the right choice to do? Sure, I guess. So Noct would go to any window she can see. And uh, if she can get a line of sight at least into the building, she will unsummon Tankus and then resummon the cat inside. Rock's going to come up, go up to it and try to shoulder it open. He's not even going to be quiet about it. You guys need any help? Seems like you guys could use some help. I don't know. Please. Yeah, we just kind of walked in on this dead guy. And you're not gonna 
tell the guards or get us arrested, right? Because we just found him. I'm too young to die. I mean, is that cat one of yours? Tenkis is my friend. Cool, as long as an animal likes you, then you're, you're probably okay. They discovered the dead apothecary behind his counter and interrupted some sort of summoning ritual upstairs. You see two people, two figures, leaning over the barrels. One is with their back to you, and the other is going to cast Hold the Dead on you, so please make a wisdom saving throw, and then everyone roll initiative. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think this looks good. I think we're accomplices to murder now. No, no, we were trying to stop the actual assailants. One of them got away, but we have the other one. We got two of the same person that are both dead. Yeah, murdered. So if we killed the same dude twice, they can't charge us We twice. attacked first. Also, I just walked in. I don't want to be charged once, so. I just want to go home. Ron is going to curl up in a corner and just sob a little bit. The commotion attracted the guards, and the party was halted for questioning. Their explanations were mostly accepted, but the magistrate still ordered them to leave the city for their involvement, serving as protection against bandits for Fifi, a merchant headed to the capital. They learned a lot about their abilities and personalities on the trip. 24 to hit? For sure. <laughs> and I'm gonna smite. 19 damage. He explodes in radiant light. Jesus. <laughs> I think Rua looks at Broad like utterly shocked. <laughs> I didn't expect them to explode like that. I'm gonna have to pray extra hard tonight. Is there anything left of the one that exploded? It's a burnt up skeleton. Like it was incinerated instantly. If it's skeletal, Noct is gonna be like, just like nudge it with uh, her bare, cause she's barefoot. She's gonna nudge it with her bare foot and then just start collecting like bones. Noxara would like some of these uh, material. Uh, please do not touch. Uh, but, uh, why? Why not? Um, because okay, I, I like I kind of like you. This is this is uh weird, but uh, it, new and interesting. Anthe's pretty infatuated with uh, Fifi's knowledge of all these animals that she hasn't heard of. Ruck is visibly angry at being woken up. He is not not okay with this. Hey, can you keep it down? I'm probably gonna fall asleep in like two minutes. The sun's going down, and I won't be surprised if your neck gets slit in the middle of the night. I think uh, knocked and this day of complaining is going to like do some is going to do some like minor pranks slash messing around with rock, um, pooping Tinkus onto his head or like onto his shoulders or like try and like spook him so like jumping off of the carriage right on like right in front of him in the capital the party met Lager hollington a researcher and teacher who was interested in the rendering a catastrophic event that split the continent a little over a century ago they may have gotten off on the wrong foot I think I'm going to order a cup of mead for this companion person also at the bar and cast charm person on them. And I kind of like talk under my breath, like, I really hope you don't hate me when you know that I charmed you. 
Let's bring them honey to make up for our discretions. That's a good apology gift. She hired the party to investigate Port Holly, which was rebuilt from the ruins of the rendering. They traveled north from the capital, Noxara stocking up on honey, Rua finding the passage on one of her family's trading vessels, and Brock and Omphi warning Braun about surviving in the city. Yeah, big cities equal big uh, scams. Keep an eye out. Is that really what happens? I've never been to a big city. You ever, you ever, you ever uh, played a game called Hide the Card? And uh, Ruck is going to take out three cards from his deck. So it's, uh, you, know, you need to kind of... You see this card? The, the Queen of Diamonds? Queen of Diamonds, yes. Yep, you see it? And he puts it down, like face down, and he starts shuffling them around. Amphi um, leans over to Braun and just says, walk away. Just walk away. It's the only way you'll win. He told me to watch the Queen. The card is in his hand. He put it in the deck. See? See? He put it in the deck. I saw who put it in the deck. No, they're, they're teaching you. The queen is in the deck! <laughs> oh, we are going to have to keep an eye on you in the city, aren't we? You should, when someone says, you see the queen, where is it? You say, no thank you, and walk away. Because there, it's obviously in my left hand, and I'm trying to scam you. I saw you put it in the deck. You told me to watch the card. I saw, I watched the card. You put yep. it in the deck. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I'm following orders. Okay, I have so many things to teach you. Oh my, um, I, this is my new life, my new life journey, is to teach, show you the world. Braun, Braun, no, we do not accept random things from strangers. It's on the house, it's on the house, and it's free, and it's a brownie. Does that sound legal to you? Uh, uh, Does that sound legal to you? My family gives away brews sometimes. We sometimes give away our alcohol if we'd like the folks that we're telling them to. It's a thing. Oh, if you like alcohol, you'll like this brownie. Auntie <laughs> <laughs> takes the brownie before Brian can grab it. I just want the brownie. <laughs> brownie. Yeah, why don't why don't you give Brown the brownie? I mean, it's the. I'll give Brown the brownie later. I'll give Brown the brownie later. Not right now. Is there something wrong with the brownie? Um, it's just being mean to me. Why is friend being mean to friend? I am looking out for their safety. They can have the brownie later. Why not have brownie now? <laughs> because you don't want to eat random things that you find on the street that people give to you saying that they're special. Special doesn't mean safe. My pop's brews are special and they're perfectly fine except for alcohol. Special just means made with love and the woman looks. <laughs> Give friend brownie. Have brownie now. Ronnie's <laughs> gonna eat that brownie today. He's gonna eat the brownie as soon as we walk away. I just want to put that into motion. In Port Holly, Omphi introduced them to her hometown, including Isolde, a baker and family friend, who mentioned some ghost tales that had cropped up recently in the city. After running into delays and dead ends investigating the oldest buildings in the city, the courthouse and jail, they struck a deal with Kinema, their innkeeper, to unblock the tunnels below his establishment. His inn seemed to be the center of the ghost tales, and the key to exploring underground, so they'd investigate the ghosts, and he'd give them access. This was especially useful after the party discovered that the ghosts were long-dead friends of Rock's. Who the fuck is Shama? <laughs> Apparently Rock knows the ghost! Oh, uh, yeah. Brock, are you suggesting we're all having a collective hallucination? I mean, it wouldn't be my first. 
Yeah, we've been ghost hunting. Are they ghosts though? They are ghosts. I I, I don't know for a hundred percent on this still. Rock is in denial. And I do want to establish that Braun would definitely tell um, Ruin Omphi about the new ghost that might be aggressive. A new ghost that might be aggressive. I want to also put it out there that I don't know this one, so. Make a deception check. Do I know this one? Yes! <laughs> Rock! What the frickity frack? Bye. Also at this point, Anthe takes out her notebook and just kind of like discreetly writes another ghost uh, on the conspiracy page. What? Is there any way that we can help you? Do you need therapy? Um, yes. I definitely do need to talk to somebody eventually. You know, it's always good to get stuff off the chest, but uh, their deaths I probably came to terms with a long, long, long time ago. Long time ago. Sounds like they haven't come to terms with you yet, though. We, we kind of were the good guys, but in the eyes of some people weren't the good guys. So they could have been arrested for trying to help a certain person not be uh, drafted into war. So. I think Rua at hearing that kind of gives Rock a look of respect. That was a long time ago. Things are different. But a lot of people did good work back then. While investigating the ghosts, Naxara realized that there was a barrier of sorts, dampening magic in the city. They tried to learn more about it and how to put Rock's friends to rest, but ultimately needed to find more information. These are ghosts that you are familiar with, then? Uh, used to be. I can tell you what I know of the metaphysical, which is that Arissa judges as she will but she can only judge those who reach her. The longer a soul is stuck, well, let's just say they're certainly not at rest if they have not been judged. No one quite knows what that experience would be like, but I would imagine it would be something akin to torture. When they finally made it underground, the party found a small network of tunnels leading to structures long buried, but somewhat intact including what they believed to be a university haunted by a strange humming sound. There was definitely some fumbling in their exploration. Omthi pulls Braun back and opens <laughs> the door. <laughs> I just wanted to open a door. First to Brownie, now I can't open a door. What is happening? You almost we died in a collapse. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'll stay back. I will <laughs> ram right into that door, my friend. Roll an athletics check gonna end badly. I've got proficiency in that too, y'all. This is a plus five. This is my favorite trait. I was literally yeah. about to say, Auntie's gonna grab Braun and ask Noxara if Tankus can fit in the opening. I got a seven <laughs> anyway. This works so... too. Seven total. Seven total. I rolled a two. <laughs> you take a running start and jump into this door and it is a lot sturdier than the one where you found Harold's body. <laughs> Ron is very embarrassed. I just want to throw that out there. Strength is his only strong trait, and now he's just a little embarrassed. He hurt his shoulder. I'm pretty sure I have rope. Should we put a leash on him? I'm not an animal. Wait a second. <laughs> or one of those parents me. at an amusement park with, like, five-year-old kids. Hey, hey, 
Those were very common when I was growing up. I had one because I was that child who wandered away. I'm I'm tempted to put one on my child. Having a bandage on friend would be good because if gets in danger, we can yank friend back. I have a harness now because I get into (laughs) trouble because you're not to be trusted (laughs) wandering around dangerous places. I'm trying my best. You know, it fits well. I can't complain. They were attacked by the ghosts and learned a lot about rock. Okay, I'm gonna push Nando away from me if I can, but I can use my bonus action to take a swipe at the uh, different skeleton that I don't recognize. Before I attack, I'm going to look right at Ruck and just be like, my friend, is it okay if I um, demolish your friend that just hit me? Ruck will give a sad look and a nod back to you. Oh, all right. This is kind of traumatizing. Uh, it's probably pretty hard to gauge at this point. He's sad, but you know, he knows what has to be done. Nando's not doing so hot, but neither are you. Uh, all right. I guess uh, Ruck's gonna swing at the closest one to him. That's Nando. Oh, oh, <laughs> he's gonna. Finish him off. He's gonna swing, but you're gonna see like tears in Ruck's eyes oh, as no. he does this. <laughs> Natural twenty. Oh yes! Oh, you're straight oh, up power. Kind of shit. So what is oh, that? Just this is a poetic moment. He's gonna to, Ruck would take his sword and just kind of take Nando by the head and just slow, just like kind of insert the sword a little bit and whisper into his ear, go back to rest, my buddy, and just let it fall to the ground. That that sword, he's just going to let it fall with the bones and he's not going to pick it up. So he only has one sword now. Ruck is going to be a different person for essentially killing his best friends. Under this emotional stress, the party retreated and found themselves some emotional support animals. I'm I'm looking for something that's uh, something that'll cuddle me at nighttime, but also is able to handle sticky situations. Something maybe like that turtle over there. So uh, Rocky's gonna pick up one of the turtles and uh, kind of uh, introduce himself to it. It immediately bites you. Oh, perfect! I want this one. It gets me. We're in the same mood. We're connected already. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one more turtle, but I'm gonna buy it for Braun. Braun is gonna take one look at Ruck, like he's gonna like look at Ruck, then look at the turtle, then look back at Ruck, then look at the turtle's brother, then look back at my turtle, then look back at Ruck, and then he's gonna just start to sob. He's just gonna break down and be like, I just can't believe that you thought of me when you were in the pet store. Why why the heck didn't you wake me up to go to the pet store? But I'm really glad that you thought of me. Thank you for getting this turtle. My turtle's name is gonna be Worm, but I'm very excited. So thank you so much. Don't, don't, don't cry. I'm gonna cry. For, okay, I just thought you'd like it. My best friend, I hope you know that. Nocta's gonna go over, crouch down, and just kind of like hold out like her hands, um, and just try to see how the puppy reacts. For half a second, as you kind of are like waiting for it, he gives you a little lick. <gasps> oh, okay. Um, 
I want this dog. I shouldn't have a dog. I have, I have a familiarity, but I want this dog. I'm gonna take my dog. He uh, snuggles in close to you. Okay, his name's Ezo. Ezo? Yeah. Do the turtles have names? Uh, well, uh, Ruck's turtle's name's Eric. Ron is gonna name <laughs> the turtle Worm. Ezo, Eric, and Worm. We're gonna have more pets than <laughs> characters. Than party members? Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to come back. I'm sure we're going to need I'm going to have at least like 15 animals at the end of this. I am predicting that. They soon returned underground. In a buried tower, the party found a machine, the source of the humming, and apparently the source of the ghosts. Rock's undead friends seemed to be protecting the machine, but he managed to free Nando of its influence and finally put his friends to rest. Rock's going to need so much therapy after this. He's gonna drop his sword, and and he's just gonna walk up to Nando, and he wants to give him a hug, and he wants to say in his ears, "Stop! I miss you. I know you're in there. I'm gonna get you out." So I'm gonna take something out of my pocket. It's a little figurine. Remember this? I've been holding this in my pocket ever since I buried you. It was, it was yours. You, you remember it, buddy? Just, just, it'll be okay. We're gonna set you free. You see his arms kind of raise up, and for a second, you think he's gonna attack you, and then he he kind of takes it with his finger and thumb and looks at it kind of wonderingly, and then looks at you and says, kill me. I, I buried you once and I killed you once. Not doing either of those again, so... No. He takes your hand and he puts the figurine in it and closes your fingers around it. It says, that was me. This isn't me. Please. How, how are you guys doing down there? You figured this out yet? <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Nando keeps eye contact with Ruck and Bron, your sword swipes through and he dissipates into that moat and that jar begins to glow a little brighter. The last ghost to fade was Shava. She tried to answer some questions for Ruck, but quickly departed, her soul finally put to rest. I tried to hang on. I'm glad I did. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm glad. I think I am. I'm very glad. Wait. I can't do much, and I have to go. Wait, no, wait, wait, no, wait, hold on. Who, who, who did this to you? The, the group in black. But she reaches over and kind of puts her hand on your, on your face and gives you a kiss on the cheek, and it feels so good to finally be able to touch her again. I, there's so many things I wanted to say to you after everything, and I just... I don't know, and I'm sorry, and I love you guys. We love you too. You are always our hero. You are always my hero. And then she disappears. <laughs> oh. oh! And that brings us to the end of arc one.
Thank you everyone for coming along on our adventures so far. We are having an absolute blast and hope that you are too. Don't forget to leave a review of the podcast on iTunes, to follow us on Twitter at Dice Collectors, and to join our Patreon for some extra content. We'd love for you to join our community on Discord as well, so you can hang out with us and other folks who enjoy TTRPGs and our story. Until next time, keep rolling.